Hey everyone, and welcome to Have Disability, Will Travel, a podcast from the Accessible Travel Forum. In this podcast, we journey around the world and talk to people in the accessible travel industry, influencers, nonprofits, travel companies, and people like you and me who don't let our disability get in the way of a great vacation. My name is Josh, and I'm glad you're along for the ride. So grab your passport and let's get going. In this episode, we talk with Neha Aurora. Neha is likely the most patient person in the world. I have been intending to have her on the podcast for ages, but always got busy with something else. I kept keeping her waiting for so long. So a quick thank you to Neha for being so kind and patient. Well, now that I've apologized to my guest, I want to introduce her to you. Neha runs the incredible company called Planet Abled. Planet Abled is a groundbreaking and award-winning accessible travel company that is changing lives in India and around the world. It is a story with a very sad start, but also a great happy ending. Though really, it is an ending because things are just starting to take off for Planet Abled. But let's get to Neha and let her tell it in her own words. Hello Neha, how are you? I'm good, Josh. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Now, we were sort of chatting before we start recording here, and there's a a Mexican restaurant uh, sign behind you, but I understand that you're not in Mexico. Um, Can you tell us uh, where you're from uh, and where you're based now? Okay, so I am from India and Delhi, and yes, I am based out of Delhi itself. So, yeah. Okay. You've been there your whole life? Uh, no, so my, I was born and brought up in Agra, if you know of uh, okay. the city of Taj Mahal, city of Taj. Okay. The, the one of the seven wonders of the world. So yeah, right. my parents were posted there at that time. So I um, uh, grew up there and did my school there. But okay. uh, now we all live here because we had our ancestral family all here. Okay. So you've been there for a while then? in your Mexican restaurant in Delhi. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, um, you are the second guest, I think, uh, that we've had on the show that doesn't have a disability yourself, uh, but you have a very strong connection to disability. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? So what is your connection to disability? Yeah, sure. So it's uh, so I have lived all my life since the day I was born with disabilities. Like my parents, both of them are persons with disabilities. My dad is blind, and mother is a wheelchair user. Okay. So um, when you were young, did you have much of a chance to travel, or was that a challenge for you? I guess. So we actually never traveled, to be honest. Okay. So we always saw our, uh, uh, you know, peers in school going to winter holidays, summer holidays to various places, but we never could. Mm. It was always limited to grandparents' houses. Yeah. Right. So you travel just in the city kind of thing. Yeah, wherever it was possible. Right, right. Did, um, did you have an, I remember reading somewhere else, you had um, a trip to a temple that wasn't a very good experience and that sort of, kicked you off into where you're headed to now? 
Yes. So uh, what happened was when we grew up and started earning, we thought, okay, now we can afford the luxury travel. Things would be better. And in all these years, things would have changed. But no, it wasn't. And uh, my parents, wherever we were going, they were like a bit inclined towards. Uh, even I was that time. I'm not anymore. But in like uh, we chose to go to religious places because India has, this, mm. you know, every place that you go to, it's like a mix of many countries into one. Mm. It changes every few hundred kilometers in terms of the deities that they worship or the culture that they follow and the traditions they have. So wherever we were going, we wanted to explore the, and go to the various temples that existed. So uh, to be honest, uh, they were not very friendly or accommodating to the needs of persons with disabilities. And uh, so I was having arguments, uh, some or the other, all the time. And then... Uh, at one temple, that fight uh, just grew out of bounds and mm. uh, uh, turned into kind of a mob fight. And oh. uh, because because in India, when you talk of religion, everyone sides with the religion, whether uh, it makes sense or not. Right? Mm. So, uh, so, but uh, yeah, so then in that case, um, yeah. So after that, my parents put their foot down never to travel again. So I had to look for solutions and there was none. And then I started exploring the options of what other people do uh, if they had to travel. So either they were not traveling at all or they were having the same sort of uh, not so good travel experiences. So uh, I figured, yeah, it's a market uh, that is not being served. It's a problem that needs to be solved. And a need exists that uh, no mainstream uh, industry veteran is even looking into it or uh, would bother to because uh, when it comes to persons with disability, it is considered that it is not a thriving market. It's always linked to charity, uh -huh. often, right? So they're saying, like, how would they pay? I get asked sometimes, still date, like who pays for them? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so that way it wasn't considered a market here. So yeah, I thought, okay, let's do it then. Why wait for government to do it or oh. anyone else to do it? So you're inspired from the experiences you had with your parents, and then you went. You said you did um, some research. So what kind of research did you do uh, to find out what's going on in the market? So the research lasted around two to three years, actually. <laughs> so because I was in a full-time job, okay, and uh, my parents were retired, and you know you had to pay the bills and uh, you have to survive. So uh, yeah, so. All these uh, years, I figured out, okay, what are the kind of solution that would work? Is it even a market that would that can turn into a potential business? Like, <laughs> I went to the extent of even sitting overnight at airports and counting the number of people with disabilities who oh, are wow. coming. <laughs> that sounds like quite a job there. Yeah, and then um, talking to various uh, concierge of hotels and their representatives, going to the hotels and asking them, okay, what is the average time period? Or if you have a guest with disability, how often do they come? Uh, if they come, they come for work or they come for leisure. And uh, what sort of facilities do you provide? Where do you think you lack? And where do you, there have been times they have asked you for something and you're not able to provide, mm -hmm. you know? So all these things, you know, uh, I figured out, okay, yeah, these are the gaps. And they, they, they exist at these very touch points. And uh, how you would solve them 
you know because until and unless you understand the gap you cannot forget it till the end mm. so you have to really understand the need also talking to uh, people of various disabilities like what do they look forward to what are the challenges they face and uh, what they think should be the solution what do they want for that matter that would be an ideal travel solution for them so yes yeah, so that all these years did that okay did you find anything uh, surprising when you talked to the different people like uh, the reasons for not traveling or did they feel that they could travel or was it sort of a something that never had crossed their mind no so uh, so uh, because uh, the research was primarily on the indian residents mm. so here we have a very protective family environment so and uh, like uh, uh, like uh, to be on a different side we never had this in our family like the parents of my parents mm. they were pretty liberal in giving them the freedom to do whatever they wanted to as careers or study or whatever not being dependent on others but here uh, normally uh, disability is like something that people want to hide sometimes mm. or they uh, don't consider uh, them as living an independent life mm. like, okay even if they are having a job or studying they're not uh, they cannot sometimes take even the decisions to you know go and travel alone or for that matter so when i talked to them there was like uh, uh the protective nature of the parents like how would they manage alone mm. you know and uh, even if they have to go to buy a t-shirt to a mall and they're like okay you don't do this we'll do it for you why do you have to face so much hassle mm. even to go to the mall it would be a hassle for you and for us we'll get it for you uh-huh. right so you know that sort of thing exists and um, when it comes to travel it's the same i mean there's like oh it's how is that possible how would that it would be too much of a hassle just let me just mm. leave it for a while so they are conditioned that this is something not for us even if they are wanting to okay so the families want to protect their children or their family members and those people with disabilities they haven't even thought that it's something that they could do uh, even if they yeah. want it's something that doesn't even come up in their thinking yeah so even if they come up to their mind the parents are like okay it could be you know you don't know what will happen there so will take you if you want to and that will take you never comes because everyone is busy in their own lives right right okay so there's sort of uh you know maybe pushback within the market on that side but also what about on the travel industry side for example hotels or travel providers were there any places that were interested in providing uh opportunities for people with disabilities or did you find resistance there as well or there as well because when i went to the hotels they were like uh, people don't travel why do you have to you know why should we make accommodations for them i mean then i told them okay it's like a catch 22 they don't travel because you are not accessible mm yeah sounds like yeah, the same thing is here in japan yeah 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 for sure okay um now just before we get into your current job which is the the most interesting thing i want to just jump back a little bit and just ask about uh the accessibility in india in general it's a very big general thing um for people with different types of different disabilities uh for things like transportation or uh, hotels you mentioned there weren't you know very many rooms available or that the hotels weren't interested in catering uh as well as tourist attractions so i've heard some both good and bad things so i want to hear from from you what what do you feel uh the state of accessibility is in india at the moment so i would say it has improved over the years mm-hmm. i would definitely say that 
like um, um, especially if I say like and especially in metro cities, things are a lot better. Uh, so here, you know, you need to consider the fact that accessibility means different things to different people also, mm -hmm. right? So uh, what is accessible for one might not be accessible to the other because if, uh, and we cannot just stick to people with mobility impairments as well. So when I talk of, uh, say, specifically people with mobility impairment and having restrictions in the built environment, uh, so cities like Delhi is decently so like but you still have to do your homework okay mm. so uh, you cannot just go without a homework that you could just go and things would be accessible and you can have a nice time you have to plan okay this is the restaurant that is accessible and this is the area where there would be an accessible toilet mm. and this is a hotel that has accessible rooms and this is the monument that has an accessible washroom and this is the monument which is like say 80% accessible for a person with mobility impairment. So I would say that ways in terms of big cities, mm -hmm. it is decent. It is like, and it's, it needs to move a lot further, of course, because ideally it has to be like, everyone can go anywhere, right? At the right. Like at the thought <laughs> process, you don't have to do all the homework of spend few hours to, you know, figure out where you have to go. Right. Now you mentioned doing the homework. Um, is that kind of information easily available or do you have to really search for it? No, unfortunately, it's not available. Okay. So when, when we develop a destination, so when we open a destination for us, we have to do the whole groundwork and develop it first, like go to that place mm. and uh, do the whole recce. Okay, what all are the places which are accessible, which are not? And what are the temporary logistics that we would require to make it accessible? Right. And uh, what are, what is available, what is not available, and then uh, also what are the different experiences that would work for different disabilities. So this whole process of preparing it goes into it before we open it for anyone. Okay. Now we've talked about we a couple of times there, so uh, I guess we're going to talk about jump into uh, your current job uh, and your passion. I would say uh, it's a planet abled. Um, and so that came about because of the experiences you mentioned before, uh, as well as your research and uh, desire to, uh, you know, change the face of travel there in India. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, just in general, what it is you guys offer? Sure. So uh, Planetable provides accessible and inclusive travel solutions for people with disabilities and their elderly. And we uh, are the first one and still the only one in the world to have implemented universal design concept in travel in the way that all the group trips that we offer, for that matter, are always open for everyone. So mm. we want to like, you know, promote inclusive travel where people with various disabilities and people without disabilities travel together, sans any disability or impairment or age for that matter. So, mm. That's what we are trying to promote to our group trips. It could be a private uh, group, or it could be uh, um, like you know, uh, a scheduled departure by us. Because what I saw, and when I was doing my research uh, in developed nations, I saw like whatever the accessible travel companies that exist are single disability focused. You know, because like, it's only for wheelchair users or only for the blind or only for the mm -hmm. deaf. But right. for me, it was a choice between my parents. So 
so I couldn't look at the time Wow, that's a good way to put it there. Yeah, because your, your mother's a wheelchair user and your father is blind, so yeah, you can't just, who's going to enjoy the vacation? You want both people to enjoy it, right? Wow. Yes. And so you said that's the, the uh, world so first cool. to have something that, uh, regardless of uh, disability, so group tours together. That's fantastic. Yes. So you have a, there's a buddy because system. Why would, oh, yes, yes, it's a buddy system. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you more about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more like, okay, when you, so, uh, the buddy is like just any non-disabled traveler who's aligned with a disabled traveler. Just, you know, they don't have, a, they're not a service person or an assistant to help them, not like a carer, but just a buddy mm. who's there on the group trip with them. Because what uh, I figured out was that uh, pe most of the time, people without disabilities are, have their hesitation of, uh, you know, communicating or mm. talking to a person with disability. And mm. they're like, okay, what if I say something and it might offend them? So let me stay away. Or they are too sympathetic. You know, mm -hmm. things like that. So uh, what hap What to do here is, to, instead of giving them a, you know, a class workshop on accessibility and inclusion, why not get them together on one platform and make them have fun together? Mm -hmm. And then they realize, oh, this person is just like me. There's no difference. They just happen to have a disability. And that breaks all the eyes. And then they become inclusion and accessibility ambassadors in their own networks. What else are you going to ask for? Right. So uh, yeah, so, so and and uh, mind you, this buddy is not a person who is traveling free to be a person with disability. They are an you know equally paying traveler. Mm. Okay. So because they also get a unique experience of traveling. You know, when as a non-disabled person you travel, most of the thing you travel is mostly visual. Mm. You pass things by because you are so fast in covering all the stuff you don't get into the details. But when you are traveling slow as a buddy, you absorb things mm. in the routes which are longer because they are the only accessible routes, or you explain things to a blind person, you know, and they touch and ask you stuff. Okay. Like that's the phenomenal experience that they get. Right, yeah, I guess there's, yeah, if you're trying to explain something to someone who can't see it, then you're going to be thinking of a lot of things you never thought about before. That's really, so it's a very enriching for both parties then, isn't it? Yes. Okay, that's fantastic. Now, are your clients, uh, are they mostly local or are they international or do you have a mixture of both? No, so they are a mixture of both, but yes, the majority is now international because yes, um, uh, like because they are more avid travelers because of the, the protective nature of uh, domestic travelers, I told you, the family. Mm -hmm. and, so you have to, so it takes a lot of time. It would take them a, a bit of more time. They have been traveling. I think in the past uh, three and a half years since we started, uh, things have changed a lot in mm. terms of dynamics and industries. Earlier, when I did my first trip, uh, it was a six-star local trip. I had to talk to parents of 40-year-olds, asking them to allow them to come. Oh, okay. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, but now it's like they come and say, oh, I want to go there. Is this possible? I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. So your first, yeah. you it was like pulling teeth at first, but then now it's, you know, you, the, the, it's the, the dam is open and people are 
flooding to come in and enjoy your services. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you won't believe, yeah. So you won't believe there was this uh, 70 year old uh, lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asked me that she wants to do rafting. Rafting, uh, okay. Way back in 2017. So she's a uh, 2016, sorry, in our first year. And to be honest, I hadn't done rafting myself by that time. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's see. So, but um, then I went to 30 different uh, adventure uh, activity specialists. Mm-hmm. And all of them said, you are mad. Just get lost. <laughs> but the 31st one agreed. And rather they went ahead and made their property also accessible. Oh, wow. For us so that the guests can stay and, you know, uh, and yes, the first ever rafting trip in India was done. Great. That sounds like an exciting first trip then there. So, and then after that, so that, that changed the, you know, the, the travel provider as well. And so I assume that after that first experience, it was easier for them to accept uh, clients after that as well than after the first, you know, the first time is always the hardest, but then after that, they're more thinking about different things and being more open to the guests that they invite then. Great. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now they come to me, uh, how about we try this adventure activity? We can make it. You've opened their eyes then to a new new, uh, type of travel, but also a new revenue stream. Because I think we talked about before that uh, it's important to remember that accessible travel is not just about, you know, charity. And so there's a lot of people that want to, uh, you know, go experience their world and, uh, and they've, they're opening their walls and saying, you know, let's go. Uh, and so we're just looking for a place to help us uh, spend that money. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Uh, have there been any other stories besides the 70 year old lady? Um, you had a guy from Brazil, I think it was, that came? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've done good research about us. Oh, of course, yeah. Can you tell us about him? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so he came. He came. So this guy is an aircraft engineer. He designs fighter planes. Okay. He's a wheelchair user. Right. And um, the, this was the first holiday of his life and first trip outside the country. And um, uh, <laughs> he decides to go to the other side of the world. Yes. Wow. <laughs> And, uh, and he came with a very, very specific requirement. And okay. uh, it was like he wanted to explore the spirituality of every religion in their offers. Wow. So and- he's not a religious person, but he's a spiritual person who wanted to explore, uh, you know, because India is so much so filled with religions. Mm. So, yeah. So, so what is the spirituality of it? So you helped him to try to f- find a path and places he could go to then? Is that how you supported him? Or? So, so yes, it's about the, you know, the, the focus destinations for each uh, religion, mm-hmm. and, you know, from where that religion uh, started or from where which other, uh, uh, like, uh, culturally important landmark destinations for that particular religion. Oh. So he traveled India, Nepal, and uh, five states and 13 cities with us. Wow. Do you travel, do you travel alone or do you have a buddy with him? Or? No, so he, tra- he was a solo traveler, but mm-hmm. one of my team members traveled along with him. Oh, wow. Okay. 
that's really that's really good that you have a you know you take a variety of people no matter whatever it is they want to do and you sculpt yeah. the, the trip around them that's just fantastic so because you know the whole idea is so like uh, i think i didn't like the whole idea of planet able is to give you the freedom to travel the way you want mm. right so nothing should stop you right that's, that's the whole idea whether you want to travel solo whether you want to go on a romantic getaway whether you want to um uh, go with your family friends colleagues whatever mm. and do any sort of adventure we'll make it happen just have to come <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to India now. Oh, yeah, should. <laughs> after the Olympics, after the Olympics and Paralympics. But um, has yeah. there been any place that uh, for you that you thought maybe uh, it would be impossible to take any of your clients, but then you've been pleasantly surprised that you were able to make uh, that dream come true or, or for just for yourself even that maybe is a place you've always wanted to go and it was sort of exciting to go with somebody? Uh, I would say that the challenge, uh, like, every place in india like you know when people come and ask for a destination the challenge that comes in is uh, how to develop that because if they are remote areas mm -hmm. the, the lack of logistics and access goes with a big challenge to you so for example even with sergio uh, who came from brazil so he wanted to go to the the uh, the buddhist uh, circuit of india right mm. so that is like somewhere uh, in bihar which is not a very developed state mm. so like in the whole of state there is not a single five star hotel forget having an accessible room anywhere right uh -huh. so he had like four destinations in the state itself mm -hmm. which were very remote like some places like there were no hotel till 11 kilometers or 12 kilometers wow. and even then there was a hotel so it was like at some places there was no accessible room mm. so i had to go there and uh, we had to figure out what is the most adapted hotel room and the hotel and the property was willing to make arrangements for it to make it possible wow so how many people are on your team at planet Abels? so so we are a team of six now. Two six, okay. And we work with the destination at on the local people at all the destinations that we develop. So we have like forty plus destinations across the Indian subcontinent itself. And every place we try to work with local communities because um, what is happening in India at most of the places is that uh, people are uh, abandoning the culture and the art forms and dance forms because there is no uh, uh, revenue stream for them to survive. So they, right. they're moving to bigger cities uh, to do the odd jobs uh, that, uh, you know, bigger cities offer. So we try to, uh, you know, uh, support them by... Uh, uh, one training them for to work with us and also so like say for example there is a dance form in one particular state so in india every state has its own dance form by the way mm. <laughs> so uh so if it has so like uh, there is only one family who makes the the headgear for that right right and they also don't want to continue because there's not enough revenue so what we do is we take them to the workshop where the headgear is made and pay them for that so that uh -huh. you know that is also paid and people get to have a unique experience of how a headgear is made. Yeah. That is so huge and weird and everything. So how it is even made in the workshop. So you make them access that 
this gives money to the uh, you know the artist and it mm -hmm. uh, gives us a very unique experience wow okay so there's a lot the touristy touristy stuff and, you know it's experiences yeah you know it sounds like a great great experience and it's win win for everybody isn't it you know the you're supporting the local yeah. economy um, and continuing uh, cultural practices and also giving a great experience to your clients. It's, you know what, I think you deserve an award. Uh, and so perhaps you can tell us a little bit about the one you did get for uh, the Zero project. Oh yes, uh, yeah, we were fortunate to get the Zero project Best Innovative Practice Award for 2018. We got it last year. Oh, and I think you're very, very well deserving of that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, now, what is your what are your future goals for Planet Abled? Where do you uh, see you guys going in the next uh, couple of years, and uh, what kind of sort of effects do you hope to have um, on India? What kind of sorry? What kind of effects do you hope to have on India and the rest of the world? Oh, okay. Um, so I would say as a roadmap to keep on doing and, you know, make uh, for the next couple of years, at least, we would focus on more and more people traveling and exploring, mm -hmm. not just India. We'll add some, in, we're adding some international destinations as well. So let's like start Singapore, a couple of places in Europe, Hong Kong. And so, so all these places, you know, so because people who have traveled with us, they want to explore new places as well. Right, you know, and we have a global audience. So people from fifteen different countries have already traveled with us, like not just from the developed nations, even from countries like Jamaica, Togo, and Niger, for that matter. Oh wow! <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so like that way, it's been uh, great, and we want to keep on serving them and mm -hmm. uh, giving them the same, you know, the freedom travel experience of planet able everywhere they go because uh, so th that's the whole idea to you know make as many people travel and as many people with and without disabilities to travel together i would say because mm. that is the revolution that we want to bring in like you know inclusive travel excellent excellent i hope you i hope you bring some uh, people to japan as well oh yes that's on the cats by yeah, the way be, yeah <laughs> Great. Okay. I'll reach out to you for that. Okay, I hope so. Um, yeah, just in closing, I guess i uh, turn back to you. Uh, and for outside of work, do you have any places that uh, maybe are your three dream destinations that you'd like to go personally? Oh, okay. Um, one is like South America. That's one place okay. I really, really want to go. Because I've been reading a lot about it and we... Like as an Asian country, we and we have a lot in common. And that's why you're in a Mexican restaurant right now, right? <laughs> you're practicing your Spanish. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't intend to do that, but that's happened, you know. Right. <laughs> and then you know you get there where you're supposed to be, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after South America, where else would you like to go? Um, uh, where else? So, Antarctica is second. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that's one that, that I uh, want to do. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And um, uh, the third, I, I would say, it has to be uh, Japan. That's one. Okay. Because uh, I, I'm really, really impressed by the way the country 
uh, revive itself by any earthquake or any disaster that has come up like it's amazing uh-huh. especially um, the concept of minimalism and you know, the tech the how uh, you know how productive and how working japanese are i mm. mean that's mind boggling okay. and i really really want to uh, explore especially the springs oh japan. and yeah it's awesome yeah wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay, well, we're waiting for you. Surely. <laughs> Do you listen to music when you travel at all? Uh, not much. No, it's okay. Do you yeah, listen yeah. sometimes? It's it. okay. I'm not a fan fan, but yeah, I do listen. Okay. Do you have any uh, recommendations for people to uh, songs that, that you like to listen to? We have a we have a playlist that we try to you know encourage to have uh, lots of different uh, artists available, so people can listen to that when they travel. Okay, but if if it's in Hindi, then what? Ah, oh, well, you can say it, and then you can send it to me afterwards, and we'll try to put it on Spotify or find it on Spotify. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I can do that. So the English one that I uh, absolutely love is like the uh, "Take Me Home," uh, the country roads. I think you would have okay. listened to that. Yeah, right. John, yeah. John, everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll add that. Um, I. John Denver, I think it is. Yeah, it's John Denver. Yeah, okay. Okay, and for the, the Hindi one? For the Hindi one, should I tell you right now? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. You, so you would want to, uh, what do you say, pick up some Hindi as well? Yeah, of course. That's what, well, one of the things we wanted to expand people's different musical horizons. So as long as it's on Spotify, I don't know if it's on Spotify or not, but... Uh, Oh, it's there. Like okay. you, you have no idea how much Bollywood has penetrated globally. Okay. I surprised at myself. So, like, I had a, a traveler from New Zealand. She had come to India last year. This year, she is in Fiji, and uh, I saw saw one of her Instagram stories, and it was playing a Bollywood song. Oh wow! Okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, the Bollywood rocks everywhere. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's truly global. Yeah, for sure. It's, a, it's, the, it's the biggest movie industry, isn't it? Bigger than Hollywood, I think. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, in terms of the number of movies that are made, that's hmm. the so, flop or anything like that. That's a different story. Though. Yeah. Oh, so what was the name of the artist again? One more time. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, so the hint, uh, no, no, what she was playing or what I was. Uh, what you're going to suggest. Oh, the one I was going to suggest. So, uh, uh, um, it's called uh, Yuhi Chala Chal Rahi. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, it, it's called Yuhi Chala Chal Rahi by Lucky Ali. Okay. Okay. Well, you, you can send me that afterwards and I'll, I'll put it up. Yeah, it's uh, it's lucky. I like that. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, we want people to get in touch with you. Uh, so, can you please tell us how they can do that? Uh, maybe your website. You mentioned you're doing Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of those things. If you can tell people how to get in touch with you, that'd be awesome. Sure. So, uh, you can go to our website, planetabled.com. P l a n e t a b l e d dot com. Okay. And uh, and uh, we are there on all the social media channels: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, and LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> for the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
the, everywhere you can find us, the 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 ID name is the Planet Able. So yeah, it's the same everywhere for Great. the ease of plan. Okay, well, hopefully you'll have a lot of new uh, guests coming to India soon. Oh, yes. One of them is you for 2021 after the Olympics are over, right? Yeah, or maybe right after maybe. I don't know. I might just just need to go relax on a beach somewhere or something like that. So. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We have some wonderful beaches. Like India as a whole is, offers everything, if you can, what you can think of. Okay, yeah. I know some, yeah, some of the pictures on your website, people wearing uh, winter jackets and stuff like that, so... So from winter yes. jackets all the way down to the beaches. So you got everything in India. Yeah. So we have all the you know snow-capped mountains. You can do skiing in India. We do adaptive skiing as well. Oh wow! And, and uh, uh, you have all the beaches. You have all the mountains, hills, homestays, and uh, you have uh, national parks. You have deserts, and you uh, know. Uh, and you have the heritage monuments and because we have been invaded by so many people you know so we, <laughs> so you have the influence of the dutch the portuguese the french uh, the british the moguls uh, everyone that's a very positive way of thinking about it so that that's what you know that's uh, we have everything that you can think of basically. right well, there you go. I hope everybody goes and visits, and uh, you can find uh, Neha at planetable.com. All right. Yes. Thank you very much, and we'll speak to you soon. Sure. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you. We'll see you in Japan or in India, one or the other. Absolutely. I had a great time talking with Neha, and I hope you enjoy listening. I encourage you to check out Planet Abled's website, www.planetabled.com, and follow them on social media. All of their accounts are Planet Abled, so they should be easy to find. I want to invite you to join us, both myself and Neha, on the Accessible Travel Forum, www.accessibletravelforum.com. The more users we have, the more useful the site will become. Be sure to ask questions and share your knowledge. You can also follow us on Twitter, with the handle at AccessibleTF. That's at AccessibleTF. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Do you have someone who might be interested in being interviewed? Do you want to be interviewed? If so, then please contact us at podcast at AccessibleTravelForum.com. That's podcast at AccessibleTravelForum.com. Enjoy your travels and hopefully we'll bump into each other somewhere along the way. Until next time, I'm Josh, and this is Have Disability, Will Travel. Hey guys, me again. Uh, Just a quick note to defend myself. I made it seem that I thought that Mexico was in South America, but of course I know it is not. Uh, I was just trying to indicate that Uh, She was in a Mexican restaurant and learning Spanish and therefore would use it in South America. So for anyone in Mexico or South America, don't worry. I know where you are. All right. Thanks for listening.